This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Conan O'Brien here. And uh, this podcast's a little different today. Normally on Thursdays, we drop a Conan O'Brien needs a fan where I talk to anybody anywhere in the world uh, who uh, wishes to speak to me. And uh, it's really fun. We form these connections. Well, today's gonna be a little different uh, if you're a regular listener or you know anything about me, you know that I am a uh, true crime fanatic. Uh, I've always been a very interested in true crime since I was a kid. And um, probably the biggest, by far, true crime podcast out there is one I really love called Crime Junkie. Uh, and uh, it is hosted by Ashley Flowers, who does an amazing job. And I had the opportunity recently to sit down and talk to her. And this is one of my passions. And I thought, all right, let's, uh, let's release this in the Conan O'Brien uh, needs a fan slot. Conan O'Brien is a fan. Yes, that's what we'll call this one. Yeah. Conan O'Brien is a fan of Ashley Flowers and Crime Junkie. And uh, this is my chance to chat with her about our shared passion uh, for all things criminal. So um, let's get started. All my fans know that I am a true crime fanatic. I think about murder all the time. I know that sounds nefarious, and it is, by the way, uh, but uh, I'm obsessed with true crime. And so um, I'm ex very excited right now because I have the opportunity to sit with 
the person who I consider to be uh, the queen slash king uh, of uh, all true crime, uh, Ashley Flowers from Crime Junkie. Ashley, welcome. So nice Hi. to meet you. I'm so glad to be here. I think I work murder into most of the conversations we have. So would you say that's fair? Just your overall dialogue. You say murder, murderer a lot to just even strangers. I mutter murderer a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I... <laughs> I've um, I've been since I was a kid fascinated, and so uh, and I'm a big fan of yours, Thank and you. very uh, thrilled for your incredible success, which is well deserved. When did you start thinking about true crime, murder? Mm. Was this a childhood thing? It well it was. I grew up like, but my mom would read to me the mm-hmm. um, fiction stuff, Nancy Drew. Then we graduated to Agatha Christie. And then at some point, I realized that these stories weren't all fiction and that the the murders and stuff that we were reading about could really happen in right. real life. Right. And I think, you know, John Bonet, when I was real little, that's when I first started. I was, I always say tabloid height. I was like looking at that. And I think that I started. So you were a similar age and you thought, wait a minute, this happened to someone who looks, a, li- looks a little like yeah, me in real kid. life. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then I started realizing more and more that these cases were actually happening. And I was just fascinated. So I always say my mom was the OG crime junkie, her mom before her. And I also, someone just brought this up to me the other day. And I literally had like this aha moment where I grew up super religious, like mm-hmm. no Harry Potter no Furbies, no Cabbage Patch Kids. I don't know what was wrong what? with Cabbage Patch. Oh, really religious. Wait, so Harry Furbies? Potter, Harry Potter, well, Furbies I can see are demonic, but. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. No, no, please. So we, yeah, we forbade that in our home oh. too. Um, but you're not even religious. <laughs> oh, please. I'm very, very religious. Oh, okay. Devout, yeah, devout Methodist. Uh, oh, no, wait, wait a minute. You're Catholic. <laughs> well, all same thing eventually. Um, <laughs> there's a voice in the sky and I'm trying to be a good person. <laughs> If that's all it was, I could get behind it. <laughs> if that's all it really was. There's a voice in the sky. Um, but moving on, well, so so you, you yeah, you so got... So I couldn't do a lot of things. And so I think that one of the reasons someone pointed out, maybe you were so invested in this, is because this was one of the, the things that we could read or watch or whatever, for whatever reason, that was allowed. And so possibly that's one of the reasons I was so deeply invested. That's so interesting. So you find something that you love, Mm. absolutely love that fascinates you and you feel like you were put on this earth to do it. And then you get to make a living doing that. That That is, is, it's truly, I know that that is so rare. And I say it all the time that I, I don't, it feels like work sometimes, but I love every second of it. I have never worked harder or more in my entire life, but I've never been happier. I'm curious, is there a certain kind of profile of a killing that interests you more than others? I'm definitely drawn to unsolved cases right. because I feel like there's something I can do. And that's kind of been the theme of the whole reason I started this is I was looking for what can I do? I'm just consuming, consuming, consuming. I felt like I was taking and taking and taking from the true crime community and I wanted to give back. I also, which I, my audience I think fucking hates, but I was really drawn to uh, crimes with children. Yeah, I was never a fan of a, of a crime story that involved a child. But then once you have kids, it's, you know, and I think, Sona, you have kids now. Yeah. You have a child. Mm-hmm. I have, it's like, you just, I have two kids. I just said a child. <laughs> you have two of them. You have a, a, child, you have a favorite, that's a, for sure. Yeah, a child who I really respect. <laughs> and then that other guy. <laughs> I love them both to death, but um, to death. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> 
But I don't think we're meant to understand the concept of the end of the universe uh, or the end of time. And we're not, our brains are not meant to understand how someone could do that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm also really interested by missing persons cases. Like this idea that someone can be there living their life and then just vanish into thin air, which obviously is not what happened. It's not an alien abduction, but that there's no trace is is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Are you fascinated by this world of true crime? I think you you know I am. I yeah. mean, I feel like you and I first bonded because of our shared fascination with oh, that's just r- murder and That's right. When we first we I interviewed Sona, chose her to be my assistant. We all make mistakes. Okay. And yeah, um I mention that. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever, you know. I was Young and foolish, and uh, Wasn't but that young. <laughs> I was like, how long ago was this? <laughs> I was middle aged and foolish. No, but uh, I swear to God, and 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 Sona was being super professional, and I'm being professional as mm-hmm. the boss, and and we had we happened to be driving someplace. The next thing I know, stop. You and I are driving up. Yeah, LCLO that Drive. That was your interview. And that, we got, that, no, no, yeah, this was, was after very the interview. Early okay. on, this working was, for him. Like right, this wasn't part of the. Yeah, this okay. is how I. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to get in big trouble. Like, Let me drive you to the house. I was like, yeah. I can't tell if this is a dream or like the biggest red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. No, no, I, know. <laughs> I would love it if this was the interview. Yeah. Of the nine people I took to the Sharon Tate crime scene, the only one, only one seemed interested. So she's got the job. You realize she can't read. She doesn't have, she doesn't know how to work a computer. Oh my God. Uh, no, um, no, it was after you were hired, but I remembered we were both finishing each other's sentences. Yes. And that's when, when when true crime people find each other, mm-hmm. we can finish each other's sentences. Mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. sure you've had that many times you meet people and, you know, they're in lockstep with you. Yeah, you're just, it's the stuff that you've been dying to talk about, but you don't want to be the weirdo in the room usually. And so when you find somebody who you can have those conversations with, it feels amazing. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly go, Monopoly go, Monopoly go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and Crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level. But they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games, plus with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. 
With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business 
with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Mm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's also just being in Los Angeles, too. I feel like L.A. is so rich with just like serial murderers and all these like fascinated, twisted murder stories. It's almost like it's just in the air sometimes. Well, that's no? a good ad for L.A. Um, <laughs> come to L.A. We're murders, murders in, the, in air. the air. Murders in the air. You know, it is. I have to say, when I first came out here a million years ago to start my career, uh, I came to L.A. right out of college and... I remembered um, driving around and feeling uh, it's such a sprawling mm -hmm. place with these long highways. And it does feel like there's a reason that, you know, Richard Ramirez thrived here, like that, that, that there are certain, there's a certain kind of killer that almost thrives in the way that LA is constructed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you can that. just disappear and you can, do you know what I mean? You can come from anywhere. You, it, there, L.A. is filled with so many people who aren't from here. And, yeah. and things can feel rootless and creepy if you're driving out in the outer reaches of L.A. There was a guy back in the 60s named Mac Gray Edwards, and he uh, uh, killed children. Mm -hmm. And he actually buried them in the freeways in L.A. He worked mm -hmm. construction. Oh. And so they're like still there and they'll never dig them up because it's too expensive. They can't shut down the roadways. It's wild. That's insane. I never heard about oh this. Mac Ray Edwards. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did a whole episode on him. It was unreal. Do you? This is a very specific question, but in all of your thinking and all of your, um, uh, you know, work that you've done on this, is there an effective way to get rid of a body, or like a really effective way? Do what's the? Mis I mean, clearly, everyone. I, I would think burying a body would be. Oh, that's no, great. No, Who's no, going to no, find no, that? No. They, always they always find, find it. it. They always find and it. And animals find. It. I mean, you'd have to go pretty deep in a pretty remote spot. Um, water seems to be pretty effective, very deep water. If you can like really weight it down. Okay, I'm writing this down. I, uh, <laughs> I had a cop, an ex-cop who I worked with for a long time. And he was like, if you ever need to get rid of a body, there's this marshy area in Indianapolis. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. It never lets me down. It's, it's like, yeah, you got to find the places that are just like hard to get to throwing people like over canyons. And if you can just make it somewhere that isn't easily accessible even if police have an idea there's a lack of funds there's a lack of personnel so maybe you 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 can get down there but you don't have the resources to or there's places where you just physically can't get and that's breaking bad made a really good case for a giant vat of acid mm -hmm. oh, yeah, which you know because interesting like okay that's great problem then in your credit card history, there's a <laughs> <of> giant <laughs> vat of bone dissolving acid. Well, also, Body be gone. Like, where I do bought you, three vats. Where do you keep that? Like, <laughs> so if they come looking for the missing person, you're like, ignore the vat in my garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then exactly. Or and then you have to make up like, no, that's how I cook my, my turkey. <laughs> You've heard of deep frying. I just put it in acid, acid for three minutes. I do think construction zones are pretty effective too. Like mm -hmm. they just build on top of it. Then no one will ever look for it. You have to break an entire building to find a buy. I, that's true. what I would do. So yeah. you you would go, you would find an find a construction zone and then just kind of dump it really deep there and then try to like if you knew when they were pouring the concrete exactly. ideally. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's mm -hmm. good. That's good. 
My, just are you keep taking in, notes, keep in, Are we okay? Keep in mind, Sona, my legs are very long. Just keep in re- remember how long my legs are. I'm just saying because I know what you're thinking. No, I don't. They're think- like, I love this new library. Why are these long, skinny legs sticking out? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know about that. Those Everyone are... would know it was me if you did get murdered. I would not. I, there wouldn't even be. A, well, there would be quite a few suspects, but I think they would know it would be me. Uh, so. Yeah, Sona wrote a very popular book all about uh, our our uh, our strange relationship. Yeah, and um, and the subtext of it is, uh, I'd like to kill my boss. Yeah, Aww. yeah, yeah. It's really That's sweet. sweet. Yeah. So anyway, that will be evidence if anything. <laughs> You have to do me a favor. to the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wrote a novel. I did. Uh, and this is your first novel. Mm-hmm. I've, I, uh, uh, my hat's off to you. It's a huge success. Thank you, yeah. Uh, all good people here. Tell me what led to you writing this novel. So I had this story, because it's a fiction novel, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit away from my true crime background. And I had this story kind of in the back of my head after hearing so many cases. Again, what's the perfect crime? What are the mistakes that made? This idea that we all think we know what's happening in a case and can pass judgment when really we have no idea what's happening. And for the longest time, I just didn't know what to do with that story because it didn't fit into my true crime world. I didn't think it would make a good fictional podcast. I also didn't want to confuse what we were doing and podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I decided, you know, if this is going to be anything, I think it's I think it's big enough that it could be a book. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea if it was going to work, but you don't know until you try. I thought the same thing about the podcast um, and I gave it a go and it was a number one New York Times bestseller. That's fantastic. It worked. Yeah, that's fantastic. And do you, you think you're going to write more of them? I do. Yeah, I, I really want to do another a uh, novel like All Good People Here. And then I also want to do uh, something more young adult, um, like a modern day Nancy Drew. I was reading Nancy Drew the other day and realized I would like never read it to my daughter. <laughs> it's just... Is it pretty uh, it's sexist? Yeah, 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 it doesn't quite hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I, really? I, I can know. see that. I used to read Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. Uh, and um, that was one that was for... But the crimes were always just things like the chocolate bar went missing. I know. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think, come on, Encyclopedia Brown, let's step it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I fa- it's clear to me who ate the chocolate bar. And then the answer was always written at the back of the book, like upside down. Oh, uh, you know how, how Encyclopedia Brown cracked it. It's quite simple, really, he said. And then you find out how he did it. The guy had like chocolate on his face. It was like, exactly. Yeah, pretty, exactly. pretty, pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old chocolate McGee ate it. Sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And I would, I would encourage you. I think that's, that's a great niche, I think. I think young women, like being able to read, young adults it being is, able to it read. It is great when women can read. <laughs> yes. Yes, I suppose it is. You know... I used to be against it. <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, until f- very recently, yeah. about five years ago, I came around. Yeah, your daughter would read and you'd be like, why? What why is going you on? That? You don't, you should be baking a pie. <laughs> read this, Nancy Drew. Yeah. So, but I'm glad you talked to me, Sona, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and convinced me. I'm really glad I did too. Yeah. yeah it's You've good. Come a it's long good way. you changed your opinion on that, your position. And now I also think she should be able to vote. Oh. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. progress. So I'm getting there slowly. Hey. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're almost there. A white man on our side. <laughs> You're an ally. You're a true ally. <laughs> a very slow to convert ally. Uh, Ashley, I'm so happy to get to talk to you. And uh, I, it's funny because um, 
technically it's it's supposed to be work that we get together and have an interview and then it's available on on the podcast but uh, this is not work at all. Like I, I do feel like if we were snowed in and trapped in a diner for like six days, we would just be talking about murder. I wouldn't even know it was six days. It would not know it was six days. Well, yeah. the food would start to go bad and then you'd know. <laughs> and I would really start to stink. Uh, but um, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, Ashley Flowers, uh, Crime Junkie, uh, the biggest podcast in the history of podcasts. So uh, congratulations <laughs> to you. you and so thanks much. for doing this. Thank you. This is great. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.